Hello, everyone, and welcome to Petite de Queen's Practical Wisdoms for Life podcast. I'm Amanda, your host of today's show, and I'm here with our co-founders, Lynn and Tina, as well as Director of Operations and Communications, Rachel. Today, we'll be discussing the importance of self-care. What is self-care, and why is it important? Rachel, let's start with you. Well, I think I'm going to go backwards on this question. First, I'm going to talk about why it's important, and then I'll talk about what it is. So... The thing about human beings is that they're actually not machines. So they require, they can't just keep going, you know, keep doing what they're supposed to be doing nonstop without a break. Even if they're physically okay, they will be mentally exhausted, but people actually do require sleep and food and everything else. So self-care is important because if you don't take care of yourself, then you're going to burn out, you're going to stop working, or what you produce is just not going to be as good, whatever whatever you are producing, writing materials or meals or whatever it may be. So what is self-care now that we know why it's important? Well, self-care is literally taking care of yourself. And there are a lot of different ways to do that. You need to take care of your physical self, your mental self, your emotional self, maybe your spiritual self or anything else. And that comes in a lot of different shapes and sizes. It includes getting enough sleep. It includes exercise and good diet, but also treating yourself to little luxuries and pleasures. It, for me, it requires a creative outlet. So I can, I can exercise my mind in fun ways and ways that produce something maybe just for me. So I like to write, for example. But also, you need to have time to turn your brain off to stop thinking about anything. Relaxation, either in the bathtub tub or getting a massage or just, or just watching Netflix, whatever that is. Time to relax. Time with friends to make sure that you are connected with your, with your support group, but also time alone because being around people can be so draining. And it also means cutting out the people in your life who are, who are holding you down and being negative influences for you. So self-care is just such an incredibly broad thing. And it just means taking care of every single aspect of yourself so that you can be the most productive, the most creative, the best possible version of yourself. And yeah, there are a lot of ways that you can do that. Tina, what would you say? Well, I would agree that uh, we want to be our best selves. I, I see self-care as emotional hygiene. I think it's uh, a way of taking responsibility or it is a manner in which we take personal responsibility, have individual control, and how we build a life for ourselves. The Greeks would call it um, making ourselves more honest, a more honest citizen. Um, what we want to do is, is um, be self-aware and take care of that part of us that is an intangible because we can't see it, but it impacts everything that that we do. Um, And that's our mind. And we we need to uh, nurture that and just and fine tune that just as we would if we're brushing our teeth or we're, we're uh, if we have a, a broken bone, we go and have that bone set. Sometimes we don't do the same thing when we have something in our minds that needs to be tweaked a little bit uh, to, to help us perform at our best. 
but self-care to me is emotional hygiene. Lynn? Well, that's, I, I honestly think Tina and Rachel, you guys did such a good job. <laughs> and I think what I'm going to do, I'm going to share a story to illustrate why self-care is so important. Um, after a very long day uh, in meetings, followed by an excessively delayed flight, uh, Tina, I know you know what I mean, uh, and Rachel, um, I arrived home around 4 a.m. And with any time you're doing business travel or any other kind of travel, you always have a mountain of work waiting for you, whether it's at work or at home. And so that morning, I forced myself to get up at 7 a.m. And there's also, you know, a certain amount of stress that's associated with that work that's awaiting you, that's been piling up when you've been out uh, traveling. So there's the challenges, you know, lots of extra projects that seem to have, uh, are, you know, waiting uh, for you to uh, tackle things that have just pressing deadlines. So even though... So this is like my backdrop of the story. Um, I was mentally and physically exhausted. Uh, so, so this is an example what why self-care is so important. Rather than sleep for several hours, you know, some extra hours, instead I fell down the stairs due to a misstep. And I'm going to tell you that the pain in my ankle <laughs> was so intense I almost passed out. And uh, if you can imagine, here I am, I had to belly crawl to my phone. Um, mm. And the firefighters had to take down the door. And oh I gosh. spent the day in emergency. Mm. <laughs> so here you go. If I just slept a few extra hours. <laughs> um, you know, I think that it was really that moment in time. And Tina, we were both working for the same company and you know all the challenges that we encountered there. Mm -hmm. um, boy, I tell you, after that, I really, I just recognized that I had to give myself a break. Mm -hmm. And um, that self-care is so much better than a broken ankle. <laughs> so, yeah. so this is just my story of, you know, how I really learned to embrace, um, you know, self-care and why it was so important. Yeah, it's, it's true that, that if we can't take care of ourselves, there's, if there's nothing else left to be able to give to somebody else, right? So, so we really <laughs> have to, to manage to take care of ourselves first. And, and no one else is going to do it for us. And no one else is going to give us permission to do that. It's all on us. Absolutely. Lynn, that was a great cautionary tale about why you do need to practice self-care. What are your personal favorite ways to exercise self-care? Tina, would you like to share first? Well, I think self-improvement is first and foremost. And uh, whether it's by reading or or um, looking online or or um, talking with others on on ways to to improve um, my mental health um, self-reflection taking time to self-reflect which is something that I, I say is a good thing to do I don't always exercise that uh, but I'm trying to um, do a better job of, of making appointments with myself and allowing myself to have that time um, 
we've talked about it here often, breathing is probably my favorite way to, to exercise self-care is just to breathe, breathe in and out, in and out, take walks. And um, I'm also learning to, to, to sleep, allow myself to, to sleep. So it's giving myself permission to be and to uh, allow myself to be whole and not always have to be on for somebody else. Lynn? What are some of your yeah. personal favorite ways? Okay, and I like what you had to say, Tina. I'm going to do a completely different twist. And so these are just what I like to do. Um, mm -hmm. I love to go walking uh, through the parks and through the town center and on nature trails um, with my daughter catching Pokemon. Okay, that is like a favorite pastime where I relax. I'm enjoying her conversation and, uh, and just really uh, doing something that I thoroughly enjoy and, and that's part of self-care. Uh, another thing that I like to do is uh, watching romantic comedies and uh, while I work on some kind of craft project. And uh, finally, you know, I really enjoy reading a cozy mystery with some hot sweet tea and my cat on my lap. And I'm telling you, there's nothing like petting your cat or holding your cat or in your case, uh, Tina, your Mr. Fritz, um, that and Rachel, her cat Cordelia, that I tell you, it's just so calming and uh, really does help you have that moment of <laughs> self-respect, um, self-reflection and getting things in perspective. Rachel, um, what are your favorite pastimes? So yeah, on my list of my favorite things to do is just being with my cat Cordelia. Of course, it doesn't have to be a cat can also be a dog or a bunny or, you know, if you're that type of person, maybe a lizard, whatever floats your boat. But I think that just spending some time connecting with another creature is really, really soothing. Now, my number one favorite self-care is something really simple, and that's just getting enough sleep. When I don't get enough sleep, I don't function. I can function the very next day, so if I don't sleep one night the following day, I'm okay. But the day after that, it's just a complete wreck, and it takes me several days to get back on track. So sleeping enough is something that I always make sure to do. But also getting a good workout is another great way to, to keep myself energized. For me, I've just recently started Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and that's been a really fun activity. It's, a, it's a, even a social activity because I'm meeting a lot of new people, but it just gives me a chance to move my body. And the thing is, is that right now I'm a pretty busy person. So I'm constantly writing and reading and researching for my PhD. I also um, prepare lessons for um, tutorial sections that I teach. And of course, I'm also here with Petite to Queen producing content. And so I'm doing, I'm producing a lot of things. But what I always try to do is make sure that I'm producing something for myself. So every weekend, I make sure that I have an hour or two where I can just write creatively and get back to what it is that got me into all the writing involved with Petite Queen and researching and, and teaching and just getting back to the creative side of it. And that's really important. And as Tina said, becoming a better self is a great way to do that. And I like to continue learning. So obviously, I'm doing a PhD and that involves learning, but it's very topic specific. So I try to make sure that I have something else that I'm working towards as well. So right now I'm trying to learn the Korean language and um, that's a good way for me to just learn something that 
has no consequence necessarily to my life. Like, hopefully it will be useful later on, but I'm not doing it for a specific purpose right now, and that's really nice. And finally, my something I always make sure I have time to do during the week is to what I call vegetate. And that includes just watching Netflix, movies, TV shows, maybe watching YouTube videos, things like that where I don't have to do anything. I don't have to think about anything. Just time for me to to chill. And those are just some of my favorite ways to exercise self exercise self-care. How do you find time for self-care even when life gets super busy? Lynn, what are your tips? <laughs> okay, when are we all not super busy? I mean, that's just so hard <laughs> to even say. So, um, you know, for me, it's easy. I really will think about and remember the whole falling down the stairs <laughs> and an ankle accident, you know? Um, and it's not about finding time. It's about making time. You know, I, I know how important it is to be refreshed and energized to do my best work. And, you know, and to Rachel's point, you know, you know, I, making that time to get the extra sleep, you know, and having a balanced meal, uh, taking a break, breathing, as French, uh, Tina's pointed out, you know, all of those things really go into um, improving um, my performance, my attitude, um, every aspect of my life. And so it's, it's, it's making the time. And one thing, you know, is going through an exercise of really identifying, you know, what you're doing all day, taking that time to sit there and look at what you do all day, what you do all week, and then what is just completely superfluous or unnecessary, you don't need to do. And cutting those activities out so that you give yourself, um, you make the time for the activities that you enjoy and that you give yourself the break so that you can re-energize your thought process and discover new ideas. And, you know, honestly, when I do these other things, whether I'm, you know, out walking, I'm working on a craft project, you know, all those different things, creativity will seep into your thoughts, you know, as you're, as you're, you know, doing things that are outside the box. And it really does open up a whole new realm of possibilities, you know, so for whatever I'm working on, and then that can apply and I can get a new idea. I literally have like this epiphany, oh, I could do this. So it really is. Um, and it's just make the time. So, Rachel, how do you make the time uh, for self-care? Well, you're right. It is about making time. And for me, I have standing appointments with myself every, every single week. Excuse me. Every single week, I have certain times of certain days that are not available. I am busy during those times. And so, for me, on on. Saturday afternoons, I have a standing appointment to write. And I make sure that those things, those appointments are in pen, they're not in pencil. Now, in certain situations, maybe I will move them, but for the most part, they are untouchable. I have alarms on my phone that go off to remind me, hey, stop what you're doing and do something 
for yourself. And that's really important to me because even, even when it feels like you don't have the time, you do have the time. You have to prioritize yourself and make sure that you are taking care of yourself. So for me, it's having a bedtime that I stick to no matter what. I don't care how busy I am. My alarm goes off that says, Rachel, start getting re ready for bed, and I do it. Now, there are some times when I just have to pull an all-nighter, but those are very rare. And it's important to also schedule times of just nothing. Even if you just schedule 10 minutes during your day where you just, as Tina pointed out, sit and breathe, maybe go on a walk, maybe do anything that feels nice and, and do it. But this is also understanding that we do all have a limited number of hours in a week. And so for me, I know that there just is not enough time in a day for me to make myself a good meal every day. So what I do is I make a big meal on Sunday afternoons. I have that scheduled. It is uncompromising. I spend an hour or two prepping meals for the following week. And that way I have a good breakfast and a good lunch and a good dinner every single day of the week. And those are some ways that, that you can manage these things because sure, it takes a little more time during, that, during Sunday, but overall it takes less time during the week. So there are ways that you can that you can take care of yourself, even with a busy schedule. Tina, what's your advice? Yeah, I see this just in a little, little different shape. Mine is to set boundaries. So making time, to Lynn, to your point, not taking time, but making the time. And that, that for me is setting boundaries. And I'm doing a better job of this um, than I ever have before. I, I limit the frequency with which I look at emails. You know, it's so easy just to be reactive as opposed to just taking the time and looking at things in blocks instead of immediately. This immediate, that the immediacy of our society today is not conducive to emotional hygiene, in my opinion. Um, so I'm setting boundaries, limiting the times during which I'm, I'm, I'm actually looking at my emails, responding to my emails, limiting time on my cell phone, making sure that my cell phone is away from me, um, certainly at night having it way far away from me so that it's not buzzing um, or dinging or, or even if I mute it, you can still hear it. Um, but it's, it's really avoiding distractions. Um, and um, and being very deliberate and intentional with my time. Um, easier said than done, uh, but I am I'm really making a conscious effort to uh, to do all of those things. And I do find when I when I set boundaries that I am able to um, stay in stay in the moment um, and uh, be more effective. These are all great suggestions. It's so important to make time for yourself and make yourself a priority. We have time for one more question, and we have one from Jihoon in San Francisco, California. Jihoon asks, what are some out-of-the-box ways people can exercise self-care beyond the standard ideas that magazines always suggest? Thank you for your question, Jihoon. Rachel, what out-of-the-box ideas can you share? 
Well, there is a certain schedule of, of self-care activities that, yeah, a lot of magazines and blogs bring up. Meditation, yoga, you know, taking time for yourself, reading, those kinds of things. And I'm not sure that I'm necessarily a good person to think of just wild, crazy things. But Jihoon, this is something that I would recommend, which is, or recommend to help you guide your way to something that's going to be useful for you. And for me, that's expressing something that you tend to bottle. So for me, I have this really strange relationship with the feeling of anger. I don't allow myself to experience it, and I certainly don't allow myself to express it very often. So what I've specifically done is I've signed up for, as I mentioned earlier, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu as a way for me to express some aggression that I never tap into. And for me, this is meant to be a good way for me to, to purge negative feelings. And that can be a really good way to, to take care of myself. So what, if you find that you tend to hold a lot of feelings back or a particular emotion back, find a way for you to express it in a safe and positive environment and way so that you get it out of your system. I would also encourage you to indulge in whatever hobbies you have, weird or not. So if you feel like, if somebody told you that you're too old to play Pokemon, for example, well, Lynn here still plays Pokemon and she's awesome, so you can do it too. <laughs> You can do whatever it is, as long as it's, you know, safe and legal. And indulge in these things that, that make you happy. But also to go to something that Tina just mentioned. Set boundaries. And what I mean by that is learn how to say no to things. A lot of the time, a lot of us feel the need to give ourselves constantly. When somebody asks for a favor, we give it. But something that I heard a while back was that a yes doesn't mean anything if you can't say no. So make sure no, that bet. your yeah, that's pretty good, isn't it? Mm -hmm. So make sure that your yeses mean something because you prioritize things and prioritize yourself. So say no to the things you don't have time for or you don't want to make time for, and and say no so that you have time for yourself so that you can do a better job helping your friend move their furniture the one time you say yes, but don't always say yes. Tina, what advice do you have for Jihoon? Well, actually, you just said it. I, my, my first reaction is learn to say no. I, you know, that's the very first thing to take care of yourself is, is to put yourself first. And in order to do that, you have to know um, how to say no um, and, and, um, and be okay with that and not feel guilty because you've said no. Uh, there's all the the adage is you want to eat healthy and meditate and breathe and 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 have a good work-life balance, but if you're not able to say say no, you're not going to be able to achieve those things. Um, but the other thing I, I would add is to surround yourself with positive people. Um, we in our daily life and our work life and our our home life social life, uh, we've all been around people that um, then and we can identify them that. Uh, that have a tendency to bring us down, and and why do that? Just limit limit yourself in that area and surround yourself with uh, with positive people, which will help with that energy and keep that energy level um, high. Lynn, what about you? <laughs> well, you guys, once again, I'm I'm taking the, the the tail end here, and I'm I'm gonna pick up on what Rachel said. You know, play Pokemon Go. <laughs> 
Uh, no, I mean, I absolutely really love it. I'm going to tell once again a story. I mean, I started playing this just this last July. Um, it was after the death of my husband. And it was an activity, uh, a new activity I could do with my daughter to sort of fill a gap where of the things that he used to do with her. And uh, she really enjoyed this. So it was a new thing for us to do. And so on the one hand, you're going like, okay, I'm doing something that she was really interested in. And I, I was initially going like, okay, this is just, you know, okay, I'm doing this for her, but it's time that we're going to spend together. I'm making this time um, because that was really, it was very important to me. And it was, it turned out to be this incredible way uh, for me to relax and to, um, have a laugh. I mean, get involved in something. And I mean, I'm telling you, um, we get out, um, we, we're walking around the city, the parks. I've already talked about that. Um, we are hunting those elusive Pokemon. Um, we talk and laugh. We get fresh air and exercise. Um, we've met a ton of terrific people during the different raids. Um, and it, it's just been a blast. And it was only by, you know, making that time choosing to do that and and opening up this whole new world uh, for myself, which it sounds absolutely crazy, um, but it was, it's been a ton of fun. And so I think that we're all saying the same thing. Find something that, try new things. Absolutely. Make the time, carve out the time, set the appointment with yourself. Um, and you're going to discover a whole new world um, and meet new people. So that's my best advice. Thank you, Rachel, Tina, and Lynn for your excellent advice and examples. I hope they will help Jihoon and others looking for new ways to exercise self-care. We want to thank all of our members and guests who joined us for today's podcast. Next week will be another terrific dialogue at Petite de Queen. If you have a question or would like to suggest topics for discussion, please email us at jointheconversation at petitedequeen.com. Be sure to follow us on our social channels to get all the latest updates.